In just the past week, the impact of COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, has simply exploded. From the United States declaring a national state of emergency, to Italy locking down, to us running out of toilet paper and paper products, to the NBA suspending their season along with the NHL, the past week has been a little bit of crazy. Actually, a whole lot of crazy. But how as a business owner do you make sure you keep the momentum in your business and make sure you can see a profit? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. This is going to be a note-taking episode, so let's get into it. You're listening to the Busy Biz Podcast, and I'm your host, Alexis C. Richardson. I built my five-figure business right out of college and while working a nine-to-five job. After five years in corporate and three years of building my business, I bet on myself and quit my job. It's time to build the business of your dreams, and we're going to do it together. If you're ready to build a business while balancing a nine to five, turn up the volume and let's do the work. I am far from a healthcare professional, so I'm going to leave it to the professionals. And if you need more information about the coronavirus and how you can best protect yourself or prevent it or do preventative measures or be proactive, you can go to the World Health Organization website, and that is who.int. So for the past couple of, I guess, days, maybe even the past week and some change, I have been seeing a whole lot of everything in these internet streets about the coronavirus business. And what has really tugged on my heart are the posts about, you know, some business owners only having, you know, one stream of income or not knowing what to do because people are canceling their rescheduling or doing all the things left and right. And so a lot of people that I've seen on the internet, um, and some people I've talked to are kind of stressed out because they're like, this is really impacting my income. So I talked to the team and I was like, you know what? I know we had something scheduled for this week to come out, but I want to be sensitive to the time that we're in. So let's record this episode. And really, if you want to break this episode down into one sentence, if there is a top note, right, that I would have you write down out of all of the steps that I'm going to give you and all the processes that I'm going to go over are add value and reduce stress. This is something that my um, mentor or one of my mentors has repeatedly said, like, add value, reduce stress. And I say this because if you really think about it, there's nothing new under the sun. So any offering, service, whatever that we come up with, someone is pretty much probably have thought about it or executed on it. And our customers and clients can get the solution that we're offering pretty much in a lot of places because of the internet, right? They have Google, they have YouTube, they have LinkedIn Learning, they have colleagues, they have courses, they have trainings, they have webinars. There is literally no shortage of information on these internet streets. So why would a customer or client come to you other than maybe a referral or knowing you or something like that? Well, you want to make sure, especially in this time where people are going to be counting their coins maybe a little bit tighter or they're not going to be as willing to spend money, you want to make sure that you're solving their problem in a way that adds value, right, to their life or to their business 
while also reducing their stress. And reducing their stress can look like giving them a strategy that they need to make more money, providing or implementing systems that need to be more efficient or can be more efficient, giving them more time back by doing a task that they hate doing, walking them through the steps, you know, that they need to get to their goal. I mean, the the reducing stress things or things that you can do to reduce stress are like endless at this point. But how? How can you actually stand out amongst the crowd? How can you make sure that you're seen, that you're heard, and that people are buying your products? Well, we're going to go over three things that you can do in times like these and how to navigate it. The first thing that we're going to go over is how can you prepare for times like this? I have to go over the proactive things. I can't just give you the reactive things because I want you to be thinking about these proactive steps to make sure that you can avoid or best, you know, um, be more prepared when something unexpected like this happens. The second thing that we're going to go over is what you should and shouldn't be doing or focusing on right now during this pandemic. That's the reactive. Another reactive thing that we're going to be going over is number three, tips on how to generate extra income. So let's get right into it for the first thing. How can you actually prepare for for times like these. Well, the first thing, and you know, I'm always say this, I am going to keep saying this until everyone does it is number one, save and cut costs. I talk about this in episode 18. Mainly, I also talk about it a little bit in other episodes, but really I talk about this in episode 18, the online tool purge that could save you four figures. You really want to avoid unnecessary purchases even more during times like this where there is a pandemic or people are like, oh Lord, are we about to go into a recession? When you're getting into situations like this, you want to watch your spending even more and looking at those reoccurring services that you have and saying, you know what, do I really need this? So if it costs less to get someone else to do it, sis, don't take the course. It's This is not the time to take the course. All right. Number two, create a fire plan. Okay, so what I mean by a fire plan is in times like this and when stuff starts to get a little wonky, you want to make sure you have a plan in place to say, all right, what are my non-negotiables, right? So what are the services that I absolutely need to run my business? So is that scheduling for you? Is that bookkeeping for you? Is that accounting? Is that, you know, your email marketing service because you know that you need to get your emails out to people? What are those services that are non-negotiables for you? Also, what can you actually afford in your lowest month? If you're making the lowest of the lowest, what can you actually afford in terms of traveling, in terms of services, in terms of going out and eating? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what can you afford? What does that budget look like when it's like, oh, Lord, it's a fire, that type of moment, right? Also, what is your absolute must sales goal number, right? In those times, you're going to have to like switch up your sales goals, maybe switch up your sales strategy. So what does that number look like? And everyone's fire plan looks a little differently. Those are just a couple of aspects to have or a couple of things to consider when creating your fire plan, but definitely have a fire plan in place for like, what do I need to do when the unexpected happens. All right, number three, and I'm really only going over three. There could be a lot, but I don't want to beat the drum of proactive things that you can do because I know you're ready for the reactive things. So number three is know your audience. And this is even a step you're going to have to take when it comes to the reactive steps, because you really want to know your audience because you want to know how they will be impacted or how they're being impacted 
and affected by what's going on because this will allow you to tailor your content to be relevant, to be sensitive to their needs. And also, this is the step that helps you stand out amongst the crowd because not everyone is going to change their messaging. A lot of people are going to leave it the same and they're going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. So you want to make sure that you know your audience on a deep level. Like, are they a single mom and are their kids about to be at home with them for the next two weeks because their school decided to shut down? So how am I going to make sure that I'm tailoring my offering to know that her kid might be at home with her all day? Or maybe they have an elderly parent that they're taking care of and now they're going to be home with their elderly parent all day. So how is their schedule going to look like? Are the times that I need to be posting differently? Do I need to be opening up my calls at later times or earlier times to accommodate for that? You know, knowing your audience can make a big difference in these unexpected times because you can tailor all of what you do around what the shift in their life looks like. So let's move on to what should you and what should you not be doing and focusing on right now? This is the reactive things. So one of the things that you need to be focusing on is creating content. This is that was such a good segue. Didn't plan it, but whatever. You need to be creating content. You know how normally when things are crazy, things are hectic, you're like, I don't have time to create content. This is where you're batching all the content, all the things. Remember your call to actions, though, when you're creating this content, you want to be sending people to a specific place, telling them what to do and not leaving any guessing room. But you want to be updating your content to make sure that you are addressing their new needs, their new pain points, because your customers are in a newer position than they were maybe a week ago because this this virus or whatever that's happened unexpectedly, right, has upended their life. The next thing that you want to do is something that is really over underrated, I mean, and that is updating and checking all of the points of contact that customers and clients have for you. So what I mean by this is going to your website, checking all the links, making sure the pages show up, making sure the forms work, making sure the landing pages work, making sure your portfolios are updated, making sure your emails work. You want to make sure you are updating and checking everything because people, especially in times where they're watching their coin a little bit more carefully, they are going to notice a lot more and they're going to be less accepting of mistakes than they were before because they're watching their coin. They're like, they're just looking for that one thing to be like, ah, nah, I ain't giving them my coin. So you want to make sure you're updating and checking all of the points of contact when it comes to uh, clients, potential clients, prospects, all of those things. The third thing that you want to do is you want to keep your recurring clients happy. You do not, I I repeat, you do not want to make them mad because this is your cash flow. This is your your consistency, right? So you want to make sure you're delivering early, delivering on time, making sure you're reducing stress in all of the areas that you can be reducing stress in. So you want to keep your current clients and your recurring clients happy. The fourth thing that you really need to be doing is 
updating and improving your offers. So what this looks like is adding bonuses, creating bundles. You want to make sure that this is an irresistible offer. Like on top of getting what you already have, they're getting something extra to make the journey easier, right? Reducing that stress easier for them. What this should not look like is overwhelming them. I think Sometimes us as entrepreneurs, we want to pack all the things into one offer because we want to, you know, not have we don't want our customers or clients to have buyer's regret and end up regretting, you know, buying into our product or service when in actuality you can provide value without overwhelming your customers and clients. Because honestly, on top of overwhelming them, if they get to that space, they may have that paralysis where they're not acting and you're not going to get the testimonials you want anyway, right? So another thing that you should not be doing when it comes to offers and during the season is don't do too many discounts. Don't do too many sales. And the reason why I say this is because it can create a sense of entitlement. It can also create a sense of expectation. Once you get out of the season of, you know, the coronavirus or out of the season of, you know, a recession or whatever this like the down season or the weird, crazy season is, it will create a mindset that, oh, I'm gonna just wait for the sale. Because there's always a sale. So you don't want to oversaturate the season of, you know, coronavirus or whatever with too many discounts because it can create trouble in the future. The fifth thing is you want to sell without selling. I know (laughs) for a fact there are a lot of people who are open for business but aren't saying that they're open for business. Now, this does not look like being a used car salesman and, you know, you know what used car salesmen be like, you know, annoying. That is not what you want to do, but you do want to show and tell. So this means showing your testimonials, showing those reviews, showing how what you've done has impacted your life, your customer's life, your client's life, providing helpful tips and tricks, really just showing that value to bring them in so that they want to work with you or buy your product or service, right? I do want to warn you though, if you haven't been consistently producing valuable content, do not go straight into selling. That's the same thing as a man proposing to a woman and they ain't even been on a date like do what that's awkward that's weird I don't even know you we haven't even dated so the same thing applies when you are trying to sell online it is awkward when you go straight into you know the selling and you haven't really shown the value you haven't really courted them you haven't really shown value it's awkward so make sure that you're courting your audience before you're trying to sell All right, let's get into the tips on how you can generate extra income. So I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but you want to look at your offerings and see how you can create other income streams. So what this can look like is start doing one-on-ones. I know one-on-ones are like sometimes a headache and they take a lot out of you, but maybe you need to do one-on-ones or maybe you do VIP days or maybe you do a online workshop that is via Zoom or Skype or something like that. 
Or you can also think about an informational product. Maybe it's a guide, maybe it's a checklist. And really, when you're creating these additional income streams, you really want to consider, again, the needs and the pain points of your audience, specifically the pain points and the struggles that they're experiencing during this unexpected season that we're all pretty much going through. And again, those offers can be one-on-ones, VIP days, info products. You can maybe even do a um, service bundle with you and a couple of other entrepreneurs where they're getting pretty much the whole pie, but from a couple of different people for one price. You know, really just get creative when creating these, generating these extra incomes. But the things I want you to keep in mind is you want to stay in your niche. You want to make sure that you are clear on that offer. Make sure that it's digital and also make sure it you have some short term options in there as well, because maybe because they're watching their pocket, but your client or your potential client doesn't want to make a long term commitment because they don't know what their long term money is going to look like. These are all things that you should consider when generating that extra income stream. But definitely generate that extra income stream. So I hope that this episode was helpful. Just know that in this uncertain season, that God is sufficient, his grace is sufficient, and there's more than enough supply that he has to supply all of your needs. He's not going to run out and know that it will all work out. As long as we do our part, God is going to do his part. So for more information about this week's episode, you can head on over to thebusybiz.com slash episode 35. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, rate, comment, and share the podcast. It's time to build the business of your dreams. Let's get to work.